0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. Thank you for joining me tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, if you have yet to do so, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And please feel free to subscribe. And if you're there right now, Please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. So tonight, let's start by saying hello to some people on the Instagram side, which Marie is moderating, want to welcome uh, Aliyah with us, PRM, Eduardo is joining us, uh, welcome to you guys, Tiffany is with us, Ali is waving at us, AB97 is saying hello. On the YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter side, we have Emir Perez is joining us on YouTube. Gypsy Road is with us. Welcome, Gypsy. We've got Singer Chick, CC Wheezy. Khaleesi is also joining us. Welcome to all you guys on Facebook. We have Colette all the way from England. We have Grace. We also have Saz, who's moderating those three chats. Let's see, Uh, we also have Summer, who's also with us on Facebook. So, welcome to everybody who's joining us. Just a reminder that this coming Monday, November 9th, uh, we are going to have special guest Peter Jacobson, who plays Rabbi Jacob on Fear the Walking Dead. And the very next day, Tuesday, November 10th, we are going to have Zoe Coletti who plays Dakota, Virginia's sister, on Fear the Walking Dead. So, two very exciting guests, back-to-back, Monday and Tuesday, November 9th and 10th. So, we have a lot of uh, headlines today that made it out, and let's start with the first one, which is, The Walking Dead director, Greg Nicotero, will not return... For the bonus episodes, the six bonus episodes. And primarily why is because he's in the middle of filming Creepshow. And that is keeping him very, very busy. Uh, When he was a guest on our show a couple of weeks back, uh, he came back from a full day of shooting Creepshow and was nice enough to be a guest on our show. Uh, Let's go ahead and read what this says. The filmmaker who worked on a string of episodes for the show, including the long-awaited finale, A Certain Doom has confirmed the extra episodes will go ahead without him. Nicotero, who remains an executive producer on the show, explained why he had to give priority to another project in the next few months. Speaking of his work on season two of Creepshow, had to come first. He told Rotten Tomatoes originally uh, Angela Kang had called and asked me if I wanted to and unfortunately because of when the pandemic hit and everything shut down Creepshow was set to start shooting and we had prepped the first two episodes. He added I think in my head originally I was like well I can shoot Creepshow and then run over to do The Walking Dead, and then I thought that's insane. I would literally die. Until January, I'm all the way up to my eyeballs in Creepshow. So it does suck that we're not going to get any Greg Nicotero episodes on uh, any of those bonus episodes that we're getting in early 2021. But there are so many other many, many, many great people uh, that are part of The Walking Dead, And we're getting Greg back in season 11. And uh, I totally understand with the pandemic going on and how it screwed up the timing of both the shows. And he's in the middle of filming Creepshow, which is a great show, by the way. Uh, Reviewing A Certain Doom earlier this year, NME wrote, when those half dozen additional episodes are out of the way, we really will be on the final stretch. And we might just look back at A Certain Doom as the episode when the end really began for The Walking Dead. So, there you guys have it. Let me uh, see who else come in. Eng is with us from Baghdad on Facebook. Jason Byrne is with us. Welcome, Jason. Just looking for any new faces. Uh... Colette writes, Love Creep Show. Gypsy Road writes, I need to watch it. It's great. Creep Show is um, a, sh- a series of short stories contained within each episode. We are talking maybe 15, 20 uh, minutes per, uh, per story. There's usually two or three stories in an episode. And they're just these completely different. It's an anthology type show within a show where inside a single episode you may get two to three different uh little mini episodes in itself and that's one of the things that makes creep show so amazing it originally the original creep show was way back in the 80s and i think it was great for greg to revive it and bring it back to amc so let's see what else next on the list is uh who killed Cameron on Fear the Walking Dead? For me, that's not a big mystery. For me, the person that killed Cameron, or had him killed, which makes them ultimately responsible, it's Virginia. But let's go ahead and see what they say. Fear the Walking Dead has a murder mystery in on its hands in Season 6, uh, with it left unclear who killed Cameron. In Fear of the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 4, which was called The Key, a member of the Pioneers was killed, and the real culprit apparently got away with it. In the end, an innocent person who happened to be a member of Morgan's group took the blame and was executed. I didn't realize that Cameron was a member of uh, Morgan's group that got brought into the Pioneers. That I did not know. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 4 centers on John Dory, of course played by Garrett Dillahunt, and his new life as a ranger stationed at Lawton, the main encampment of the Pioneers. Shortly after pointing out that no major incidents had occurred recently, John found himself on the hunt for a murderer. One night, a pioneer named Cameron was found dead near his fence where zombies had grabbed him from the other side. It was originally believed that he had become intoxicated and as a result was easily overtaken by the zombies. However, John found a diamond earring near the body and theorized that Cameron had been pushed. Again, all points back to Virginia, even though it has not been confirmed. Does anybody out there really doubt that Virginia did that? Despite pushback from Virginia, played by Colby Minifie, who at first considered his death to be an accident, John relentlessly investigated the case and discovered a romantic relationship between Cameron and Janice, a member of Morgan's group who joined up in the second half of Fear the Walking Dead Season 5. And that's just even further proof on how manipulative Virginia is. On her pushback, originally with John, saying the guy was a drunk, he had too much to drink, fell into the fence, and got overtaken by the walkers. End of story. Okay? Because she knows the kind of person John is, and he would not just let it go at that. And she planted the evidence, she planted one earring on the ground, because she knew John would just not let it go. And, of course, she plants the other earring in Janice's backpack. And Janice fell right into her trap when she tried escaping and was caught. And, unfortunately, that was the end of Janice on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Jason writes, Garrett Dillahunt was great in Deadwood. C.C. Uh, Wheezy writes, John, gotta let that cop shit go. It's gonna get him, uh, him or June hurt. That's exactly why uh, Virginia brought June back into Lawton, is to uh, sort of keep John under control. It was a message, a message that John received loud and clear from Virginia. If you keep sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, look who I have here with you now. You have a lot more to lose. It's It's not just your safety that's at stake. It's your wife's safety as well. Uh, Singer Chick writes, Garrett is probably my favorite on Fear the Walking Dead, besides Lenny. Garrett Dillahunt is amazing. It was said that Janice and Cameron were going to run away together. John also found out that Cameron's throat was slit. Later, Janice gave an obviously coerced confession to, to the murder before John could break her out of jail. She was killed for his alleged crime to the pioneers the mystery has been solved but it was made abundantly clear that janice lied knowing that john was going to get himself killed by trying to help her this means of course that janice did not kill cameron so who did here are the characters who could have killed him okay let's see who they name but for me there's only one person but anyway uh, number one on their list is Dakota. You know, c- could Dakota be playing the uh, secret double agent for Virginia? I am not clear as to what Dakota's intentions are on fear, and I think it would be a great plot twist uh, so far from what we've seen from Virginia's sister, Dakota, uh, to where the scenes the episodes that we have seen her in so far she seems to be against her sister and wanting to help out the good people uh that are trapped inside virginia settlement but what if she is just as manipulative as uh her sister is and virginia is using dakota as a way for her to carry out some of her more vicious duties because no one is going to suspect it was Dakota. Now, that would be a great plot twist. We just have to wait and find out. So, what it goes on to say about Dakota. One character who may have killed Cameron is Dakota. Played, of course, by Zoe Colletti, who is going to be our guest here on Tuesday. Virginia's younger sister. Introduced in Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 2. Dakota is a pioneer who doesn't believe in the world her sister is building. In episode four, she admitted to John that Virginia is protecting someone uh, and was glared at by the pioneer leader on both occasions that she has been uh, seen speaking to him. It's possible that even though Dakota doesn't appear to be a malicious character, she may be involved in Cameron's death. Sorry about that siri thought i was talking to her but beyond that uh you know uh she may as well be going even deeper than that like i just mentioned she may be being used by her sister i'm not saying that it's going against dakota's wishes she may be just as manipulative as her sister is just a younger version of her and they're both working together uh to do this stuff if he, uh, if he assaulted her for any reason, she could have killed him in self-defense, and that, and that what happened to him was actually justified. I tell you, some of these people who write these articles should really use a grammar check. If Virginia knew about it, she could have covered it up and then framed Janice when it was discovered that Cameron's death was no accident. That would explain Virginia's apparent anger, Whenever she would see John speaking with Dakota, as she'd be understandably worried that John could discern the truth. As for why Dakota would say that Virginia is protecting someone, she may be referring to herself because she feels guilt for what happened. Now listen, I'm going to say it again. I am not 100% convinced on which side of the fence Dakota is playing. Uh... I want to believe that she is a better person than her sister, but this is the Walking Dead. This is the post apocalyptic zombie world. Anything is possible, everyone's out for themselves. It's not that out of the realm of reasonable to think that two sisters uh, got together even before Virginia started building her pioneers. They came up with this plan together on how to rebuild the world. Virginia being the younger, more, I don't know, maybe she was manipulated by her older sister, but whether she is doing this out of her own free will, maybe Virginia just manipulated her to do it, it could very easily go that way. I would not be surprised. That would be an excellent plot twist. I'm hoping that Dakota is legitimate, and we're going to find out more information Uh, like I said, the actress is going to be joining us here on Tuesday, November 10th, and we'll see what she's willing to talk about. Uh, Cece Weezy writes, that would be a great plot, plot twist. Mayelto is with us from Mexico. Uh, Vicky is also with us on Facebook saying hello. Uh, Khaleesi writes, uh, says that would be one to watch. Uh, let's see, I'm just looking out. Uh, you had Singer Chick writes, OMG. Last House on the Left. Holy cow. That that, should, that movie has been coming up a lot in the chats recently. Anyway, the next suspect that they're going to uh, list here is Marcus or Hill. Two of Virginia's Rangers, Marcus, played by Justin Smith, and Hill, played by Craig Nye, were mentioned by Janice as potential suspects. Both are characters who served as minor antagonist in the episode that focused on Strand and Alicia since they're the two of uh, Virginia's most trusted allies. She could have helped them cover it up if one of them killed Cameron. It could be a fight that ensued when, when, when one of them found out that Cameron was planning on running away from Lawton with Janice. Virginia does seem to like that sort of person who would do whatever is necessary to protect her own, especially if it is someone who still had their uses to the pioneers, basically meaning they are useful to Virginia. Next on the list is Raleigh. Instead of revealing that a, a character viewer is knowing about is the real murderer, Fear the Walking Dead could bring back a familiar face from a previous season, The killer could be Raleigh, played by Corey Hart. Raleigh, confirmed to return in Season 6 via official photos from AMC, was a pioneer the group encountered in Season 5. He was working for Logan uh, when he crossed paths with Dwight. After, After a fight, Dwight had an opportunity to kill him, but after remembering his life with the Saviors, spared Raleigh's life. So basically what they're saying is that the only reason Dwight did not kill him is because Dwight does not want to be the person he was when he was living under Negan's rule when he was back on The Walking Dead. According to Dwight, he was once an a-hole like Raleigh, but his life changed when someone gave him a chance to be a better person. That was Daryl. It was his hope that Raleigh could change as well. However, it may be that Raleigh, unlike Dwight, has no interest in going down the path of redemption. Consequences for this decision could emerge in Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 if it's uncovered that Raleigh killed Cameron and caused Janice's death. Such a revelation could elevate Raleigh to a much more important villainous role in Season 6 next person on the list virginia bingo it does appear that just as dakota says in the key virginia is making efforts to protect someone but it's always possible that virginia played a bigger part in cameron's death than anyone realizes i realized it if it was her her original intention may not have been to get rid of janice but to eliminate a possible traitor After all, Virginia didn't try to implicate Janice until later in the episode. And I'll say it again. What they're missing in this article is the fact of how smart and manipulative Virginia is. I truly believe she knew John was not going to back down and accept the it was an accident excuse that Virginia laid out. She carefully... uh, orchestrated this whole thing, uh, and it was just for the sole purpose of getting Janice out of the way. It was very devious, very thought out, very Negan-like, as opposed to the governor, where the governor is impulsive, does not come up with big, grandiose plans. The biggest plan he ever came up with is to just keep attacking Alexandria. The first time it failed... He murdered all his people who were running away. The se- his second attempt, he came at them with a tank. So the governor is no great thinker. He's no big manipulator. I mean, he is a manipulator, but he's not a, you know, out of the box, uh, really deep thinker. The governor reacts out of pure emotion. And I believe that's just part of the things that makes him. That made him one of the most evil people, in my opinion, the most evil antagonist we have ever had on The Walking Dead, made him so damn dangerous. He was, uh, to call him a loose cannon and a bad guy are just understatements, understatements. Virginia, I compare very much more to Negan. They're going to think things through. Negan thought of human beings as a resource as does Virginia, to a point. uh, The people that are useful to her, she will use in whatever way she can to get her to whatever her goal is, which we still do not know. We still do not have a clear vision of what Virginia's rebuilt world looks like. So that's what they're missing in this article. The fact that they're not giving Virginia the credit that I think she deserves at being a master manipulator and orchestrated this whole thing from start to finish just for the sheer purpose of getting rid of Janice and her plan worked. It worked flawlessly. Khaleesi on YouTube writes, I totally agree Viz. AJ on YouTube uh, says true. Uh, Colette on Facebook writes, the governor, totally evil. Absolutely. Uh, AJ also writes, he bit off the fingers for Merle and have his heads in his room. Yeah, the, the governor is on a total like psychopathic different level uh, as opposed to Negan. Whether Virginia is a true psychopath or not, that still remains to be seen. Uh, the governor was a psychopath, Negan is not a psychopath, uh, he just, he, he became a monster. Uh, but with Virginia, we still have to wait and find out. Uh, anyway, it goes on to say, or it could be that Cameron knew a secret, he did not want, uh, he, Virginia did not want to get out. Either way, Virginia may have hoped that she could kill Cameron without any mess But that plan was complicated by John's investigation. This forced her to pin pin it on his secret lover, which was Janice. Virginia being the murderer would further drive home the point that the leader of the Pioneers is truly ruthless, menacing villain. I never had a doubt of that. Fear the Walking Dead has been pushing Virginia into this direction ever since she tried to leave morgan for dead in the season five finale she's become progressively more threatening ever since in season six she sent a bounty hunter after morgan to finish what she started and has remained callously determined to keep morgan's group under her heel by any means necessary she has she also had janice executed in a horrible manner despite knowing she wasn't the killer. The reveal that she was the actual murderer would make her letting Janice take the fall an even worse act and help cement her status as one of the Walking Dead's universe most evil villains. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, that has been a key component that has been missing from fear and I am so happy they have given us a true bonafide psychopathic murderer madman madwoman uh villain on the show it's fun to watch uh morgan has experience because we know you know a lot of morgan's history with dealing like people like virginia uh he has daniel working for him on the inside and it's going to be really great to watch how the rest of season six unfolds um I think this season, it's been phenomenally great so far in the first four episodes that we have gotten, and I think it's just going to progressively keep getting better. I think we're in for one hell of a mid-season finale, mid-season premiere, and who knows what it's going to be like by the time we get to the season finale or season six of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm just excited to watch the whole thing unfold uh colette on facebook writes poor herschel yeah you know uh what can you say about herschel you know loved character and uh the governor killed him of course without any regard uh you know for a moment there it did look like rick was getting through to the governor that's when the governor looks down looks back up at rick calls him a liar sort of under his breath And proceeds to cut off uh, Herschel's head, not decapitating him initially, but he continued hacking away until he did decapitate him. I want to welcome Kat on YouTube, who's joining us. Welcome, Kat. So, this next article, this is important, and I want you guys to pay attention, okay? Because this is an official word from AMC. regards to Rick Grimes. The title of this article is AMC debunks a rumor of the Rick Grimes return. So let me go ahead and read and then we'll see where this article goes and take it from there. While it's confirmed that fan favorite Andrew Lincoln will return to the Walking Dead universe for multiple movies, an AMC representative has debunked rumors that he will appear in the season finale for the new spin-off The Walking Dead: World Beyond there has been a couple of hints pointing to- towards Rick showing up in the finale starting with Lincoln appearing in the cast listing on IMDb unfortunately an AMC representative told insider that the listing was simply not accurate and that rick will not appear in the finale the listing has since been deleted and i've laid it out i've laid this out several episodes ago in regards to imdb our show has an imdb page i'm the one that controls that imdb page and it's it's an intensive labor job every time i have to go in input new episodes it's not a quick click-and-done type of thing. When it comes to adding cast members, now, I, the first thing you need to remember, IMDb is very similar to Wikipedia in where any user can make contributions to a person's profile, to a show itself. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this was a just a user on IMDb ...who wanted to play a practical joke and stir the pot... ...and went in and added Andrew Lincoln's name to the season finale of World Beyond... uh, ...which would be episode 10 coming up uh, five episodes from now. Uh, And it got through the IMDb filters. A lot of the stuff you contribute to IMDb does get filtered. It does pass through human eyes before it does get listed... And this could very well simply be the case. Someone went in, put it in, and it got through uh, the people that checked this stuff. Okay, that's one theory. The second theory is that it was just a mistake. The people, uh, whoever is in charge of handling the IMDb listings uh, for The Walking Dead universe, any of the three shows, simply made a mistake. That's very plausible, and it happens. But of course, Andrew Lincoln's name showing up in the season ten finale of World Beyond got noticed. And as I said that night, when it was brought up to my brought up to me, uh, someone sent me the link and showed me the thing. I'm like, no, this is a mistake. This is not real. But I knew it would spread like wildfire. Uh, anyway, it says the listing has since been deleted. IMDb listed list, listings can be easily edited, and it's likely that a fan decided to add Lincoln to the list to stir up excitement, and it worked. But that was far from the only place fans were getting the idea that Rick might show up. Even Nico Tortorella, who plays Felix on World Beyond, got in on the fun when a fan asked him on Instagram about his favorite actor to share scenes with, and he answered Andrew Lincoln. Oh, you've done it now, Nico. Then there's the uh, post credit scene from the fourth episode of World Beyond, which links back to Rick's last appearance of the original show. We're taken to a mysterious lab where the CRM scientist Lila is examining the walkers, one named A402 and the other A403. This is similar to the A and B code names Jadis used to get Rick on the Civic Republic helicopter in his final episode in season 9. And a word of note I have not watched the newest episode of World Beyond that just became available today on amc plus i am going to watch it over the weekend but i have been told that there is another post credit scene after this last episode this newest one episode six so for the for you guys that are going to watch it either on amc plus or you're going to watch it sunday night on amc uh don't turn off your tv after the you know as soon as the credits start rolling There is another post-credit scene, and that was told to me today by one of my team members. I have not officially verified it, but I have no reason not to believe it. So remember, after this week's episode of World Beyond, once the credits roll, keep watching because we're going to get another bonus scene after the credits. Uh, Fans have been combing the World Beyond for references to Rick. Showrunner Matt Negrete basically promised them you will get answers to potentially where Rick has been taken. He told Digital Spy, I think that we'll also get answers in terms of why he was taken there. That is probably the biggest hint yet, but it does not mean that Rick will actually appear on the show, at least not this season. So there you go for anybody that still believes that imdb listing is real it's not it was uh, done by a fan and that's why andrew lincoln's name appeared on that imdb episode 10 of season one listing of world beyond uh so i'm just looking over the chats khaleesi says i read that today um Offline Hope on Instagram writes, oh my God, I cannot wait about that extra scene. Pablo is with us on Instagram saying hello. Welcome, Pablo. Uh, Offline Hope sending, ev- sending everyone air hugs. Uh, that is awesome, Hope. Thank you for joining us. Uh, all- Offline Hope also writes, I love your lives. Thank you so much, Hope. And we are glad that you are joining us tonight uh nia is giving us smiley faces uh Fishel is saying hello uh welcome to all you guys that have joined us on instagram so let's move on to the next thing on our list okay the walking dead star explains world uh, beyonds connection to our current reality well, this ought to be interesting uh with every day that passes it seems like a comparison build to the post-apocalyptic world of The Walking Dead. And according to The Walking Dead World Beyond star Nicholas Cantu, there are more reasons than expected to draw parallels between their world and ours. While it would be obvious to draw parallels from the virus in the show to the pandemic we're experiencing right now, Cantu said in an exclusive interview, I feel the big reason it works in our world's context is the theme of nature. His attitude seems to reflect that of his character Elton. His parents have passed down the philosophy of the wind always wins. Uh, though humans may have their own obvious effect on the planet, Mother Nature will be the one to bear it out at the end of the day and in Elton, and evidently Nicholas's opinion, that means an apocalypse that has filled the world with zombies to purge the surface of mankind. Us people have been taken from the world for our own gain, says Cantu. While that's important for the progression of humans as a species, our methods of doing so are selfish. He joked, now I'm not saying you're going to turn into a zombie if you don't recycle, but our show poses the question, what if? The show's most recent episode, Madman Across the Water, was significant for Elton. The flashback episode revealed last time he saw his parents, his mother Amelia left to go to the university just like any other day, and would be later shot and killed by Hope, On the day the sky fell, uh, more importantly, the night the sky fell, is how I remember them calling it on the show, Elton stayed behind with his father, Isaac, and the two were besieged with walkers when the zombie apocalypse hit. Isaac hid his son away from the attackers, losing his life in the process. If you remember, he did not really make it past the front door of his office, He more than probably died trying to protect his son who was in that office. And uh, luckily, they never found Elton, who was hidden away in that crate. Though Elton presumably found his way to the haven of the university on his own, it gave him an immense claustrophobia that he still has to this day. The spotlight stayed on Elton in the present, as he began to express doubts about the teenager's mission. When a stubborn storm threatens the group's progress to travel across water, his claustrophobia is put to the ultimate test. Luckily, he is able to prevail and save the day, but not before Hope finally makes the connection that it was his mother that she killed on that fateful night. I feel our show gives a look into a world where nature becomes our direct opposition, Cantu said, and seeing how our characters handle it is the main reason I hope people tune in. But if World Beyond is any indicator so far, it's more than nature that the intrepid youngsters will have to contend with as they find their way in the new world. So there you guys have it. Uh, CC writes Huck uh, went off to scout by herself. That never goes well. S- sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I always worry when two people go off to scout. If it's one person, they usually come back okay. Two people increases the chances of one of them not coming back alive in the Walking Dead franchise. So, I don't know, I probably feel better that it's her by herself. And don't forget, in the last scene of last, of last week's episode, we got introduced to a new character. We don't know what he's about. Based on the trailer that we saw for next week's episode, Iris convinces the rest of her group to help him find whatever that, uh, that man is looking for. So, let's see how that works out. Is he a good person or is he leading them into a trap with just the sheer motivation of robbing them blind or even killing them? In this world, you never know. It can break either way. We have no idea. So anyway, uh, man, we are 39 minutes into this broadcast already time just flies uh cat writes uh, lol that's true viz except if you team up with daryl maybe that's true didn't turn out well for beth when they were split up at daryl she was taken prisoner not that it was daryl's fault he was fighting off a horde of walkers just so daryl just so beth can leave the house but Guess what? She leaves the house and leaves leaves the house, and is abducted by Dawn's people, and that's where the whole hospital storyline starts. But granted, if you're gonna be with anybody, Daryl Dixon is a is a good traveling companion. It's a good person to go scouting with. He's a tracker. He knows his way around the woods, mountains, and that's who I'd want to go with. Um, that's who would make me feel the safest if I was going on a scouting mission in any of the Walking Dead universe. I want to welcome Rebecca Briggs, who's saying hello to us on YouTube. Welcome to the show, Rebecca, on YouTube. Uh, 24H is with us on Instagram, saying hello. Uh, offline says, I hope uh, I hope she makes it. Uh, we'll see. I think Huck is going to be fine. We're not going to lose Huck. Now, we know we have six people that are traveling together in World Beyond. Just watching The Walking Dead over the years, you know more than likely that not all six of them are going to be making it into Season 2. And I've stated this before, it's just a theory, but I think one of the characters that we are going to lose on world beyond again this is a disclaimer it's just a theory of mine i think we're going to lose hope and it sucks hope is a great character uh but iris is the lead of the show alia royale is the lead of the world beyond and i think uh if hope does die in world beyond it's going to be that defining moment for iris To really, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, grow up, open her eyes up, toughen up, whatever the hell you want to call it. But that's going to be her moment, you know? Like when Carol, when Carol lost Sophia, it was a defining moment in her life. For Andrea, when she lost Amy very early on in season one of The Walking Dead, it was a defining moment for Andrea. She did not want to live. She wanted to stay behind in the CDC and be there when it blew up with Jenner. It was Dale that saved her life. Uh, So I think it's going to be that kind of moment for Iris Bennett on World Beyond uh, that's going to just lead to her evolution. It's going to be one of the biggest building blocks, or you may even want to call it the starting block to her character arc from the Iris that we have known for the first five episodes. But that's just my opinion, guys. I hope uh, Alexa Mansoor, who plays Hope, makes it into next season. I can almost guarantee you we're going to lose someone from the six. Uh, More than likely, more than one. Multiple people are not going to make it into season two. So my guess right now, my money would be is on hope and it sucks, but it's the walking dead and that's how it goes in the post-apocalyptic zombie world. Uh, Rebecca on YouTube writes, will hope and Iris ever actually get to their dad remains to be seen. Is Dr. Leo Bennett even alive? That post-credit scene we got uh, after episode three, I truly believe that that unknown person that was brought in, test subject A403, is Dr. Bennett. It was filmed in a way to make us wonder and question, could it be Rick? It's not Rick. I don't think it's Rick at all. Uh, I think it's Dr. Leo Bennett as a zombie. He's dead uh, because all of the, I don't know what you want to call them, test subjects, that Lila was uh, working on, uh, they were all dead. They were all walkers. So there's no reason to assume that the next test subject that was brought in was anything other than a walker. And my best guess is that that walker is Dr. Leo Bennett. But we have to wait and find out. Uh, But again, my opinion, I don't believe that Dr. Leo Bennett is still alive. I think he's dead. think he's passed on and that is just going to fuel the story to world beyond do they get to find out at the end of season one there's a high chance of that there's a high chance of that or is it something that they are going to save for the end of the series remember it's only a two season series there is not going to be a season three of world beyond so maybe it's just something they're saving for sometime in you know, towards the end of season two. And of course, as I've said before, World Beyond is the big lead-in to give us much more background information to the Rick Grimes movies that are coming up. So, let's see. Cat writes to Rebecca, I feel like I know or you recognize your name. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rebecca writes, that's an interesting theory. That's all it is. It's just a theory, but... That's my best guess at the moment. So in the time that we have left today, we are going to be talking about the effect that the Carl Grimes letters have had on various people that he wrote them to. All right. So the first letter we're going to be covering is the one that Carl wrote to Enid. Carl's quote that that Enid carried with her for years to come and which played the biggest influence on how her character developed was just surviving, it isn't living. You live with it by staying who you are, but by not letting bad things change you. Enid lived by these words in Carl's letter. It didn't let the apocalypse take away her humanity. She stayed true to herself, Uh, The way that Carl would have wanted her to. And if you guys remember. The exact same words were passed on to Henry. Some years down the line. After that time jump in season 9. When Henry was. uh, You know hiding Lydia from her mother. Now the next person. We're going to discuss. Is Carl's letter to Michonne. Which uh, she had read off. Uh, off-screen in Season 8, Episode 14. That's one of the letters... Like, we know exactly what he wrote, what Carl wrote to his dad. Uh, Michonne read to Negan what Carl wrote to Negan. But the letter that Carl wrote to Michonne is somewhat of a mystery. We don't really know uh, exactly what Carl told Michonne. Uh, So... You know, while we didn't get to see or hear the words, we do see see a very emotional Michonne look up at Rick, who had just entered the room, and asked if he wanted to read it. Rick, having still not read the letter that his son wrote him, chooses not to read the letter for Michonne either, and instead decides to head out on a supply run. He is just not ready... To read his son's last words um, at a press conference at Comic Con, Denai, who plays Michonne, revealed that she had prepped, prepared for, prepared the letter from Carl herself, quoting, "I had actually written what I believed he would have written me, so I was reading his words that I wrote," and that's just brilliant. If you guys did not know that, uh, from an actor standpoint. That's a brilliant way to prepare for a scene. Obviously, it's supposed to be an emotional scene. Michonne loved Carl as if he was her own son. So for her to play that scene, she wrote down what she thought the character of Carl would have wrote to Michonne and have her read it. And that's when they filmed that shot, that scene. And it worked because her reaction was awesome. She further reveals that Carl's letter contains moments they shared like how they first met and how Carl felt Michonne was right for his dad. The letter also spoke about how Carl needed Michonne and his father to have the same vision for how they step into the next phase of the new world and for the choices that they would make. Carl cemented Rick and Michonne's relationship through his letter that he wrote for Michonne. According to Deny, Carl tells Michonne in his letter that he needs her to be there for Rick in various different ways. Uh, Colette writes, wow, on Facebook, Stone Walker is with us. On YouTube and writes true, but he's probably thinking Negan's dead after all this time. Uh, Rebecca agrees with Stone on that one. So the next letter is the one to Negan. This we did get to hear word for word because Michonne, uh, pretty if I'm remembering correct, it was Michonne that read it for Negan, um, and we heard the whole letter. Uh, word for word, and it did leave an impact on Negan because we saw his expression. Michonne read it to him through the walkie-talkie. And uh, I can honestly say that Negan was very upset when he found out that Carl had passed away. Of course, at that time, he put all the blame on Rick. Rick could not protect his son, and so on. So Carl wrote a letter to Negan in an attempt to unite the Saviors and the other communities. In order for their groups to come together, he needed his father and Negan to find peace with one another. While his letter did not stop all-out war from happening, or ending, because it was in the middle of happening, you can see the effects it had on Negan when Michonne had read the letter out to him over the radio. In the letter, Carl raised the question of whether this war... Was what Negan really wanted or if Negan felt he needed to be the person that he was? While Negan still chose to carry forth with his plans to destroy Rick The letter does appear to bring out a sense of regret for what he is about to do It is not until Rick used what was in Carl's letter to uh, get Negan to drop his guard This is in the finale of season eight. And of course, Rick used that to put down, not put down as a kill, but to win the fight that he was currently having with Negan when he sliced his throat open. And of course, he tells Sadiq to go and save him. Uh, You guys all remember that scene? Rick, uh, it was because of Carl's letter that Rick spared Negan's life. And I have used that to explain in prior episodes of ours as to a possible reason as to why Carl was written off the show now I know a lot of our viewers have said that there were other ways that it could have been done for to find a way to spare Rick uh, to spare Negan's life from Rick uh, after what he had done killing Glenn Abraham Knowing the you know having Rick know the kind of person Negan was, uh, my theory was that they needed a credible reason that would explain why Rick would allow Negan to survive. And if you go back to season eight and what we all thought about Negan, we all wanted him to die, because he was a prick. He was still a prick. Uh, Of course, now two years later. We see what Negan has become. Uh, He's become a huge fan favorite of the show. We love him. We are finally getting to see his human side. And we love him for that. Uh, That was the plan from the beginning. When even before J.D. Morgan got the role to play uh, Negan. The plan was to follow the comic books in that respect to where Negan would become a long-time member of the Walking Dead franchise. So, my explanation as to why Rick spared Negan's life was because of Carl's letters. Now, Carl does not write those letters if he's not facing his imminent death. Remember, Carl wrote those letters after he was bit. So, that is the reason I gave, as a possible explanation... As to why Carl, uh, Carl's character was written off the show. So anyway, let's move on uh, to the next thing that we're going to talk about in regards to Rick. Rick's decision was of course influenced by that letter. In the letter, Carl reminded his father of the world that they once lived in. Which was a world where Carl felt kids like him could be safe and feel safe growing up in. Carl tells his father that he could have that again and he could make people feel safe again by ending the war and moving forward where all communities can work towards a future they once had before the apocalypse. And we see that play out in the beginning of season nine. The first five episodes up until Rick's last episode, which is episode five of season nine, is basically Rick uh, working against all odds. Everybody was against the idea of integrating the saviors. There was too much bad blood, but Rick gave it all he got. You could say he, you know, if he actually did die, he sacrificed himself for Carl's vision, but he didn't die. He, He was taken away by the CRM. But he was still, up until his last breath, trying to save that bridge. That bridge was crucial to... It was what connected the sanctuary, which was the Savior's home, to the hilltop, to Alexandria. And if that bridge collapsed, as, you know, before Rick ultimately blew it up to stop that horde from making their way to hilltop, if that bridge was destroyed, the supply route to the sanctuary would be completely cut off. And we also learned in the beginning of Season 9 that the sanctuary was not self-sustaining. They could not grow their own crops. There was no way for them to, you know, make their food. They were basically surviving on whatever hilltop was providing to them, and Alexandria as well. So, up until his last scene... On The Walking Dead, Rick was trying to fulfill Carl's wishes to integrate the saviors while everybody else was against him. Daryl was against the idea. First of all, it was a horrible idea to put Daryl in charge of the sanctuary after all-out war ended. Daryl had suffered major trauma at the sanctuary. Uh, We have talked about this in prior episodes as well, and I think we all came to a consensus that it would have been a better idea to maybe put Laura in charge of the sanctuary, who became a very trusted member of Alexandria and part of the council. So anyway, Daryl was against the idea. Carol really did, you know, she left the kingdom to try and help Rick in his vision, but ultimately she just said what's the point it's not gonna work she was on her way out she was leaving everybody was turning their backs on him and then of course you had maggie who was out for blood negan's blood and she waited a year and a half till she went in to kill negan and we all remember what happened she walked in michonne tried to block her uh, Maggie convinced Michonne to look the other way, let Maggie in, because Maggie wanted revenge. Maggie wanted payback for what Negan did to her husband, Glenn. Maggie saw the condition that Negan was living in. He was begging to be killed, and she was satisfied with just letting him rot. So what we're going to find out in these six extra episodes that we're getting in 2021 is, Is uh, we know for a fact from that virtual table read that AMC released that Maggie and Glenn, sorry, Maggie and Negan are going to cross paths. We're going to finally get to see what the reaction is going to be between Maggie and Negan. I know there's been a lot of speculation about that, but we are going to get to find out in those six episodes. So we're going to get that. We're going to get Maggie's backstory as to what she's been up to in the missing years uh, on her trek out with Georgie. And we also found out yesterday that uh, Hillary Burton Morgan, who's J.D. Morgan's real life wife, is going to come in and play Lucille, uh, Negan's uh, fictional wife on The Walking Dead. So we're going to get that as well. So we're going to get six great episodes of The Walking Dead uh, sometime in the beginning of 2021. And with that, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Uh, this hour just flies by uh, it's so fast. I cannot just state that. It just flies by. Before I know it, I look down at the clock. And right now it's reading that like we are 10 seconds away from approaching the one hour mark. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight please visit our website debttalklive.com you'll find all our upcoming guests prior episodes featured episodes and much more visit us on youtube our channel's name is called walking dead now if you're there right now it'd be greatly appreciated to hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast if you enjoyed it i want to thank all of our viewers from youtube instagram facebook and twitter I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night, same time, 9.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Until then, guys, stay safe, and remember, always, always stay walking. Good night.